All right, hello. Welcome to another episode of Talking With You. And in this episode, this is a very special episode this week because we have um, a published author, we have a Maze Business School student, and we have a, my roommate and my mentor. We have Mr. Irvin Ventura. So please introduce yourself. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, David. I, I'm excited to be on the show. I appreciate you. Yeah, so I mean, so the reason why I'm trying, I wanted to have you on this week and just to talk about, I want to talk about mental health because I know mental health is something very important to you and something that, you know, you talk to a lot of people about and that you've read a lot of books that you do a lot of self-care. So like, so I just wanted to start out by asking a couple of questions to you about that and if you don't mind just answering them. So let's start out by saying, um, why do you think mental health is such a big issue in society and especially in college right now? So... It's a pretty deep question because there are a lot of reasons why, or at least reasons that I perceive as to why it's such an issue right now. So um, the first thing I'll go over is something that I learned from Dr. Jordan Peterson, which is uh, an author that read um, his book, 12 Rules for Life, which kind of like explained this idea in depth. But basically it's the, the idea of dominance hierarchies and the society that we live in and so basically in the capitalistic environment that we live in you know there's hierarchies so you know the higher up you are in the social uh the higher your social status is the more you are i guess accepted or seen as um, not disposable in the society and so for individuals who do not feel like they are glorified or are higher up in the dominance hierarchies that we're in or that exist, they are more prone to experiencing, you know, things like anxiety, depression, and just not feeling like they have a purpose in life just because of the nature of the way that the society is structured. So it's kind of like the higher up your status is or the higher up in the ladder you are, the less likely you are to feel uh, contemplation about life purpose and things like that um did you want to say something so do you think money is the issue do you think money is the solution where do you think money plays a role do you think that like how do you think that can be an issue or a solution to this problem because you talked about hierarchy issues because of money because of social status because i'm assuming um money uh, social status comes with money so like how, what, how do you think that plays into the role in this so i mean I do believe money definitely plays a factor because, I mean, I, I can't quote like a specific study, but I know there have been studies done about how the the positive correlation between money and happiness is not infinite. So after a certain point, money stops making you happier. Mm -hmm. And so there definitely is something there that money can make you happier, but it is to a certain extent. And so obviously, you know, if you are poor, you're living paycheck to paycheck. You're going to be stressed out. You're wondering about when am I going to be able to, you know, you're just looking forward to the next two weeks, you know, like the next pay cycle. And that will definitely hinder on your happiness. So in that sense, I do think money is important, but it's obviously not everything because, you know, we do hear stories about, you know, people being very wealthy, but still being miserable. And so I, I do think it is a really important point to bring up. But I do not think that money is a solution, but it definitely does play a factor in the happiness level that someone experiences. Absolutely. 
So also the next question would be, how would you define mental health? Like, what do you think is the right mental state to be in? And how do you apply that to your own life? Yeah, so mental health generally, as you may know, is kind of your overall sense of well-being, you know, uh, ideas of like how happy you are, how content you are with your life. Um, For me personally, the way I kind of define mental health in my own life is based on um, five pillars that I've kind of created for myself. And the pillars are my level of self-contentment. So what I mean by that is, am I happy with where I am now? Even though like it may not be exactly, you know, like where I want to be in life or like where I want to be in the future. Like, am I okay with where I am now? Am I okay with the decisions that I'm making? Am I just overall at peace with myself? The second one is the level of self-love. So that can kind of be synonymous with self-discipline in a way because, you know, if you love yourself, if you care for yourself, then you're going to kind of hold yourself accountable to do things like exercise, you know, eat well, just make good decisions overall. And if you have a low level of self-love, then you're not going to go in, you know, be as willing to do those good things for yourself that kind of enhance your well-being and just kind of improve your quality of life. And so the third one is level of optimism for the future. And so, you know, when you're in a a deep state of depression or you're experiencing a, a poor state of mental health, it's really hard to think about the future being any better because you're just so focused on the present being terrible. And that just clouds and hinders your ability to have optimism for the future. And I've kind of calmed myself, you know, when I have like, when I'm at my highest points, I'm really excited for the future. Generally, I'm like, my mindset is kind of like, well, this has been the first 20, 21 years of my life. And I can't wait for the next 21, you know, like, I kind of do notice that, that overall feeling that I get when I'm in a good uh, state of mental health. The fourth one is level of fulfillment from relationships. So it's kind of like evaluating, well, how are my friendships? Like, am I surrounding myself with good people? Am I actually surrounding myself with people that care about me, people that I can actually talk to? If I have an issue, if I just need to, you know, let loose, like, do I have people that I can rely on? Um, That's the fourth one that I found, like, really does affect my quality of life and just overall how I feel. And the last one is um, level of neuroticism that I've experienced. And so, um, if there's any listeners that don't really know what neuroticism means, it's a personality trait that is tied to being more vulnerable to anxiety and depression and emotions of that nature. And um, I know that for some people, it's just a natural personality trait. But for me, I definitely do experience higher levels of it sometimes than other times. And so this in a way is kind of like a foundation for all of the other pillars, because usually if I'm scoring low in one of the first four, then I will be a little bit higher in this last one. So, you know, if I'm experiencing a low level of self-love, then I'm more than likely going to have a higher level of depression or higher level of neuroticism. So this is probably like the easiest one to ask yourself because you just feel it. You know, you just feel like I'm anxious all the time. I 
am experiencing depression, like you just know it's a feeling, like you know you're not okay. And sometimes um, people know it, but they just can't ask for help or whatever like that. Or, you know, it can just be difficult to navigate. So um, that's kind of like my criteria for defining mental health and just something that I've kind of like lived by and try to hold myself accountable for. So you talk about the five pillars. So which of the five would you say were however many do you struggle the most with? And like, how do you tackle that? And how do you make sure that, you know, you uphold all five? So... I would say in the past, the one that I struggle with the most is, I guess the two are a level of self-contentment and level of self-love. You know, that's something I've only kind of recently started to really understand how to do and understand um, why it's important. In the present, it's gotten a lot easier. Um, it's kind of uh, intuition at this point. Like I've kind of programmed my mind to you know, hold myself accountable, like make sure that, uh, you know, I'm eating healthy, I'm sleeping good, I'm exercising almost every day. Um, I'm trying to like do what I can to nurture relationships. And like, you know, I'm not perfect. Like sometimes I'll fail. I still have my flaws, but it's, you know, like not beating myself up and like going into a cycle of self-hate when that does happen. Um, other than that, I would say that sometimes in the present level of optimism for the future can be a little bit difficult at times just because it's like, you know, I'm so young and like, I know I have a whole life ahead of me, hopefully, but it's like the uncertainty can kind of cloud your optimism too, which is something that I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. Um, but I would say like in the past, it was the first two, self-contentment and self-love. In the present, it would probably be the optimism for the future although it's not very often, you know, I've, I've been kind of uh, pretty good at managing that and making sure that, you know, I have something to look forward to setting goals for myself. So like that. in terms of optimism, do you think that, you know, being us being quarantined coronavirus, do you think that has been something that um, has affected you in that way? Has, has coronavirus really affected you mental health wise? Cause I know a lot of people struggle with that. Like how have you tackled that? How have you dealt with that? You know, and could you just explain to us like what you mean? Yeah, so um, that's something I was actually gonna tackle in the first question when he came uh, when he asked me like uh, why is it an issue in the society? And so for me, honestly, coronavirus was kind of like a blessing in disguise because you know I needed that time to just sit and reflect and just be in quarantine. <laughs> like I I know it's you know not we're, we're not living through the most um, beautiful times, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, it is a dark time in the country and the world, um, but for me personally, it did help me a lot. Just reflect and just think about, you know, what do I want to get out of this life? Um, so in that regard, I can honestly say that nothing but good things came for me out of the quarantine. But, you know, looking at it from the other perspective, I do feel that, that the pandemic taught us something that a lot of us maybe didn't realize until it hit us. And that that thing is that we are all deeply social creatures at our core, you know, because I was always the kind of individual growing up that said, I'm just an introvert. I do not like interacting that much. I'd rather just kind of be alone. But as I got older, I kind of started to realize, you know, I, I can't deny the fact that I do enjoy, you know, those deep, meaningful conversations where you're genuinely connecting with another human being, you know, you're genuinely 
learning, you're genuinely understanding the way someone else thinks a little bit better. And so I think this pandemic, you know, being locked down, um, being an event that hindered us from being able to have those conversations as easily taught all of us, even the most introverted of us, that, you know, we all have a deep craving for meaningful conversations. We all do have a deep craving for social interaction. You know, for some people who are highly extroverted, it's pretty obvious, you know, they enjoy social interaction, but even like the most introverted people do appreciate that interaction. So I think that this pandemic did teach us that we all have a craving for that interaction at our core. Um, yeah. So I know we've had a couple of conversations like this before, but we talked about, um, just, you know, the quarantine and just how like it's kind of changed our personalities, you know, how we were both in organizations and we both in officer in organizations, we both in very social with other people, but this quarantine, it has made us have to stay at home, have to just like reflect on our own thoughts and stuff like that. So like, do you think that this quarantine has changed a kind of like you being somewhat more of an introvert now than you were before the quarantine or like how has that changed, do you think? So uh, the question is, do I feel like I've realized like my inner introvert more or my inner extrovert yeah, more? Yeah, because you, like, you mentioned that, um, you know, you were introvert at first, mm-hmm. then you became extrovert. Like, do okay. you think you went back to an introvert or like, where do you think you lie <laughs> now on that? Uh, I think I became more extroverted, honestly. Like, like during the quarantine? Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, it's, it's not like an overnight thing. I think it was like very gradual where I just kind of mm-hmm. started to realize like, hey, like at the end of the day, it was just that I was shy. Mm-hmm. That's why they're like talking to people. It's not that I didn't like the interaction. Mm-hmm. It was just that I was too shy and anxious to go out in my way and do it. Mm-hmm. And the quarantine taught me, you know, a lot of things. But one thing I did learn is like, hey, like, it's okay to strike up a conversation with someone, you know, like, we all have that longing for interaction, kind of like I said before, like, we all appreciate those deep and meaningful conversations. And so... I think I definitely got better over the quarantine at, you know, um, striking up a meaningful conversation when the opportunity comes up. And that's something that I probably struggled with before just because, you know, a lot of things that, uh, I guess a lot of flaws that I was able to see myself back then, uh, just, you know, being too anxious, fear of judgment, things like that. Uh, but quarantine definitely just taught me a lot about, you know, self-acceptance, self-love, just realizing that, just realizing what is really important to live a good life and just making sure that you're happy and content with yourself. So it was just like you took quarantine as a way to just, you know, self-improve. You know, you made the best out of a bad situation. And I guess that's like something very important that, you know, everyone needs to kind of accept in a way because, you know, you you only have a certain time left on this earth and everyone needs to just make you know, um, the best out of all of it. So, okay. So to segue into the next question. So like, what are some of the things that you like to do to keep yourself in a good mental state? Mm-hmm. So right off the bat, one of the things that I do uh, actually, like one of the things that I love to do that I kind of found difficult this semester, just cause like <laughs> being busy with schoolwork and stuff is just spending time in nature and to this day, I'm still kind of asking myself, like, what is it about nature that just brings out 
the best in me, you know, like the state of Zen and peace. And and it just brings me to like a really, (laughs) I guess like perfect state where, you know, I'm able just to like, just think and reflect on, you know, what I've been through, where I am now and where I want to go. But at the same time, just appreciate the present, you know, just appreciate the home that is our earth. Um, just being surrounded by the innocence of nature, appreciating the beauty of just how it was created. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is about nature and just spending time there that I truly do love and appreciate. And I can tell you 100% that it does have a positive impact on my mental health. You know, just taking that time for myself just kind of like going to a park or going to like a forest or something, like just spending time there and just thinking and just appreciating the moment. Um, Another thing is kind of segueing from that is uh, just spending time alone in general, just reflection. Um, Every now and then just even just like 10 minutes a day, like you're in your room or something, just like kind of pausing and just thinking about, okay, like, How's this day going? Is it bad? Have I had better days? Is it going really great? Why is it going great? Just kind of asking yourself general questions to just kind of check in and just kind of be like, because, you know, life is something they take day by day. So it kind of is good to just take a moment and just ask yourself, you know, how is today going? Another thing is um, don't isolate yourself too much. So I take that, the thought that I just said about spending time alone with a grain of salt because too much time alone can be bad. You go into like deep cycles of contemplation or, you know, it it can go dark places. So making sure that you are taking time to spend time with other people, you know, spending time with friends, spending time with family, whatever it be, just feed that social, that that craving for social interaction that we all have. Um, Other things, just kind of like reminding yourself of like what you want to get out of this life, you know, And that's not to say that you need to have, you know, your whole life figured out. It's just have an idea and just constantly reconnecting yourself with your purpose. You know, what do you want your legacy to be remembered as? Um, You know, another thing is just fulfilling your passions and interests constantly, whether it's like listening to a favorite artist that you have, reading a book, you know, watching a, a, a TV series or something like that, just kind of feeding whatever interests or, hobbies or passions that you may have uh, repeatedly just to make sure, you know, you're getting that constant uh, fix of, you know, just kind of like pleasure, joy, I guess. Um, Last thing is just don't take things for granted. Um, You know, constantly remind yourself how lucky you are to even have a life. You know, the statistic is the chances of a human being being born is one in 400 trillion, I believe. And so, the odds of that are hap- of that happening are a lot smaller than anything I can recall at the moment. So that is pretty miraculous, you know, to think about. So, you know, don't take that for granted. Think, you know, be grateful for the life that you've been given. Be grateful for everything you've endured as traumatic or hard as it may be, you know, just appreciate the journey for what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Just learn from your experiences and just take everything because life is like a roller coaster. You know, there's ups, there's downs, but you know, if there's nothing there, then it wouldn't be fun. Definitely. So, um, 
are you satisfied for where you are mentally and where do you want to be mentally in the future? Yes. Yeah, so I would say in the present, I honestly am satisfied and content with where I am just because I, I, I do reflect almost every day about, you know, where I once was, you know, being a person that contemplated suicide so much to the point where I did feel like it was right around the corner. Like I felt death coming every day so much, uh, you know, just reflecting and not forgetting everything that I've endured so far. And, uh, you know, if like the audience is interested, uh, I do talk about some of those things in my book, uh, An Inch Away From Death. Uh, but, you know, just constantly reminding myself, you know, I was a lot worse before. <laughs> And just kind of appreciating the progress that I made has kind of like helped me, you know, just be content and just appreciate my life for what it is now. Um, as for the future, I mean, honestly, I, I'm excited for the future. You know, I do have a high level of optimism now for the future. Um, all I want is to just maintain, you know, a, a strong sense of, you know, self-contentment and happiness, you know, that's really all I've kind of, I've kind of just learned to ask for myself, you know, um, just make sure that I'm taking care of myself. And, you know, eventually in the future, if I do decide, you know, to have a family and whatnot, uh, making sure that I'm taking care of them, but likewise still providing value to the world, you know, because that is an important aspect of, um, being happy and just overall mental health. Um, again, I can't quote like a specific study, but I know there have been studies done that there is a high correlation between selflessness and happiness. You know, people that do provide value to the world, whatever way it is, whether it's, you know, like kind of what you're doing through a podcast, um, providing value through information, um, through the arts, you know, providing value through experience, through, through, um, you know, just so many different ways, you know, to provide value to the world. So that's another thing. Uh, I just really want to be connected to my life purpose, you know, in the future and, you know, just kind of continue to do what I've learned. And, you know, I'm young. I <laughs> I don't know a lot about life yet. At least I, I wouldn't think so relative to, you know, like how much life I have ahead of me. But I do know that you know, happiness and just overall making sure that I'm okay is going to be a priority moving forward. Yeah. So you talked about you not being in the right mental state um, previously. So how do some of the viewers, for example, would um, recognize that they're not in the right mental state and how also like, how would you recognize for yourself? Like do you tell your older, like a uh, younger self, you know, how do you, how would you, you know, try to help yourself there? Like, what do you think are some signs and some solutions to that? Yeah, so um, I guess I'll just speak from personal experience. Um, when I know that I'm not in a good mental state, usually, will, usually what it looks like is um, first I'm just very uh, almost defensive. Like I cannot get a like a sense of humor out of li out of life. I can't make fun of myself. Things like that. I'm just very like insecure. I'm just very. Um, I have my guard up all the time, you know, I just can't let loose and just 
enjoy life just because um you know everything going on in my head or whatever it is um anxiety depression um things of that nature um and kind of like uh going on to like anxiety and depression just overall like ex- noticing that i experience a lot more anxiety in situations where i probably shouldn't be experiencing it and what anxiety looks like for me and i'm sure like a lot of people is just you know um my heart beating abnormally fast in situations where there is no in- immediate danger uh, my palms start sweating stuff like that um my heart my head just starts spinning with like a lot of ideas uh it seems like it comes from somewhere else it seems like i'm not in control of it um as for depression you know just being very low energy all the time uh, just kind of isolating myself all the time and like i said uh that is really dangerous because we all have that craving for social interaction so you know constant isolate isolation just leads you down a bigger rabbit hole you know of just dark thought whatever it is uh contemplation whatever uh, a given person may be going through and um yeah just overall just not just knowing that i'm not making the most out of this opportunity that is life mm-hmm. and I, i think there is something in all of us that lets us know that we're not doing good i i do think that everyone just kind of has a feeling of like okay i'm not doing well and the the distinction is do you know how to navigate that or do you just kind of accept it and just go with it you know i think that is where the distinction is made of people who are able to survive it and talk about it and people who unfortunately don't know how to handle the situation and unfortunately you know leave this experience of life early you know so if someone were to be struggling with that right now what do you think are some of the things that they should be thinking about some of the things that they should do to maybe help themselves escape that situation because you know you've escaped that situation how do you think like what did you do to escape that situation you know like because suicide is a very important issue in the US especially right now because of covid like what do you think is very important to always keep in mind to you know hopefully not do that so uh, i would say like kind of things that i did for myself to make sure that i did not you know fall into a situation like that again um first is just make a promise to yourself that you know you're going to do everything in your power to overcome whatever it is that you're going through whatever whether it's um you know really intense depression um suicidal urges you know just make a promise to yourself that you're going to do everything in your power to overcome it because it really just start with the declaration moment with you saying that you're not going to let it dictate your life decisions and you're not going to let it deprive you of this opportunity of life and so for me that was the first step uh second step is evaluate your life you know evaluate what is hindering it or what is uh, the root causes of this you know and i understand that there are situations where uh for some people the root cause of this is or are externalities in their life you know 
maybe a loved one passed away, um, maybe a very traumatic incident that they were not in control of happened. And I mean, unfortunately in those situations, I it's very difficult. Um, I do think it is important to fully acknowledge, you know, the emotions and accept them and know that they are very real and understand them and understand them as a part of the human condition, you know, except that they're very real. Um, but for someone who is experiencing it and they don't seem to know exactly why, or they just, it's not due to like an externality. It's more so like, you know, poor life decisions and things of that nature. Um, you know, evaluate your life. Is it your relationships? Is it, um, you're just not in a position where you want to be, you know, what adjustments do you need to make to your life? You know, do you perhaps need to pick a different career route? Do you perhaps need to let go of this toxic friend? Do you perhaps need to start adopting better health habits? Do you need to, you know, make your life a little bit more interesting? Do you need to pick up a new hobby? Do you need to embark on new experiences? There's an array of things that you can do to, you know, just give you a different perspective of life. And I, I do think that's something that kind of did help me too is don't try to tackle it directly. You know, the main task should overall be to just get a different outlook on life because getting a different outlook on life and, you know, experiencing new things just kind of shows you like, man, like this world is full of so many things to explore. <laughs> it's like, why am I going to deprive myself of all of these things? And so we're approaching the end of the semester right now. It's November. We're approaching finals. And, you know, let me just give you a scenario of like, you know, someone who's possibly experiencing this. Um, right now it's, you know, Thanksgiving break, you know, people are going home. People are going to probably stay there. You know, my roommates, they're all going to probably stay there. Um, and I'm probably going to be alone for a long time. And I'm struggling with certain classes. You know, I have four finals coming up. Um, and I just don't have time to be able to eat, sleep, and just, you know, take care of myself and just make sure that I'm well physically, mentally, and all that. And I'm just struggling with the classes as well. So what are some things that you think I could do, you know, to make sure that I survive this and learn from this and possibly thrive from this? Yeah, so the first thing that I'll say from that scenario is uh, the, like the one of the main things I caught was uh, being alone. So right off the bat, I see that as a wonderful opportunity to befriend yourself a little bit more and build a stronger connection with your inner self. Um, because in this scenario, you have roommates, so I can assume that you probably spend a lot of time with your roommates and you probably didn't spend as much time with yourself as you will in these next few coming weeks. So I do think that, that is a, this is a really unique opportunity for you to start, you know, to have conversations with yourself, you know, in between the studying of, you know, like how did this semester go? Did it go as I expected it to? Uh, what can I do to make the next one better? You know, just kind of reflect and have conversations with yourself. In addition to that, do things for yourself every day to, you know, just kind of 
befriend yourself a little bit more, whether it's like grabbing a coffee at a new joint every day or, um, you know, trying to attempt to cook a different meal every day or going to like a different park or something like that, you know, just use this opportunity because you have like so much more time, you know, now that you're going to be alone uh, to just do things for yourself that are cool and nice to kind of like build a deeper, intimate connection with yourself because ultimately, you know, that's all you really have yourself. Um, as far as, you know, like the studying long nights and stuff, like being stressed out. Um, one thing I will say is that, you know, try your best, do what you can. But at the end of the day, don't stress yourself out too much over classes and grades because, you know, being a senior right now, kind of on my way out to the workforce now, I will say that, you know, college is so, it's, it's about so much more than the grades, you know, because I did relatively decent. And while it did get me, you know, opportunities I probably wouldn't have otherwise gotten had I done poorly. When I look back on college, what I'm really going to remember is the experience as a whole, you know, the transformational, the spiritual side of it. You know, the person that you are now is not the person that you were when you came in. And so just appreciating that transformation that you undergo in the experience of college and just reminding yourself that like hey like if i fail it's okay you know it's not the end of the world you might have to work a little bit harder later but you know it's not the end of the world if you don't do as well as you want to do but you know obviously still give it your all but at the end of the day you know if you're growing if you're learning from these experiences if you're gaining something by you know, analyzing these situations, then at the end of the day, you win, you know, you're increasing your human capital, your understanding of consciousness, you are, you're just growing as an individual. And I think that's, that's a lot more important than, you know, getting a 4-0 or something like that, you know, um, don't stress yourself out too much over that. Absolutely. Yeah. Just so, so to make sure that, you know, you make sure to take care of yourself, uh, not to let yourself just get too beat up about, you know, being alone. Take that time to, you know, love yourself more. Self-love is extremely important. And, you know, also, you know, grades are important. However, they <laughs> they aren't the most important thing in the world, you know. Right. Um, just like how no one mentions their high school GPA anymore. You know, once you leave college, everyone's going to leave college eventually and you're not going to talk about, you know, like your college GPA ever again. Obviously, it's very, it's, it's important, and it can definitely hinder you from, you know, getting certain opportunities. However, it's like sometimes your mental health is very extremely important, and also it's like if it's not in the books, it's just not in the books, you know. Um, just do your best, and if your best is enough, that's okay as well. And just to make sure that, you know, you always take care of yourself, make sure that you're always making sure that, you are good, you are whole, making sure that your mental health is good because at the end of the day, like you mentioned, you are gonna be with yourself forever. And, you know, make sure that you're, you know, you're good mentally, you know, you love yourself always. Right. Always keep that at the top of your mind. And I cannot emphasize that enough because <laughs> I've struggled with that so much. And right. it's just it's 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 a very hard concept to grasp. But you know, there's because I, I know for me, um, when I first entered, I was like, I need a perfect foil. I need a perfect <laughs> foil, you know. And looking back on it now, you know, I don't know how I'd be if I would have gotten that foil, you know, how happy I would be. Because I can definitely say that I'm relatively happy, you know. Like, definitely I still have days where I struggle with not being happy. But 
I can definitely say that I'm happier now. And, you know, obviously I can't look back on it and, you know, cause I can't live that life, but I definitely say that I'm a pretty happy person, even though I don't have a perfect 4 Right. Yeah. And it's just kind of like understanding, like, you know, every day is not going to be perfect. You know, like there are, you know, people who will tell you like, no, you need to be feeling like, you know, a hundred percent all the time, all the time. Like, no, like that's not reality. You know, like some days are going to be better than others, but you know, don't lose sight of the fact that, you know, you do have a life to live, you know, appreciate that. And try to remind yourself as often as possible that, you know, things may suck right now but you know like you'll get over it okay so to segue off of that what are you gonna do this winter to make sure that you're good mentally the first thing i'll be doing if the weather permits is spending a lot more time in nature um you know like just maybe taking um solo road trips to like different parks or something like that um just kind of um feeding that craving that I do have for time alone in nature because I have found that some of like the most some of the best ideas that I've gotten have just been in moments of solitude um reconnecting with one of my passions which is writing um just kind of taking time every day to write for a few hours just kind of think out loud but on paper I guess um just kind of see where that goes. Hopefully start writing another book. Um, taking time to you know, just do things that I enjoy overall. And trying to nurture friendships as best as I can. So I think overall just using it as an opportunity to just think about, you know, how did this semester go? And what can I do to make the next one better? You know, what did I mess up on this one that I don't want to mess up again on in the next one. Yeah, that I think that's about like almost all the questions I have for you today. Like, is there anything else you wanted to mention about mental health or just, you know, your life in general that you've learned throughout your college semester? Because I know that, you know, you're about to graduate next semester. So, you know, is there anything that you can, you know, hopefully talk about to, you know, help the viewers in any way, listeners, and um, just to, help others as well or anything that you wanted to add that I didn't get to ask. Yeah, I mean, overall, I would just say just 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 try to appreciate life as much as you can because we all do truly take it for granted. And it's like, I, I understand that, you know, like not every single day is gonna be your best day. Um, you know, you're not gonna be at 100% every day, but you know, just, just do appreciate life. Uh, appreciate everything you have because you know, I think in the age of the internet, we are starting to see that, you know, we are, we all are pretty lucky, you know, to live where we are, you know, we are able to see, uh, you know, the situations that people in other countries find themselves in, you know, um, should just overall be grateful for the opportunity that we had to be born, you know, this amazing country, you know, as imperfect as it may be, um, just appreciate everything they've been given and make spreading love a priority in your life. And, you know, that starts from the inside, you know, learn to love yourself as much as you can and then try to spread that message of love to other people. And, you know, sometimes I, I, I would admit I lose sight of that.
I definitely do. But it's something that I try to recalibrate myself for, you know, or recalibrate myself to remember, you know, that ultimately I do think that that is one big reason why we're all here to try to, I do think life is kind of like some sort of a test. Like we're all put here to like just help to make worth, help make the world better in a different way, whatever creative way you can figure out. So I think that would be kind of like my last words, but I uh, appreciate you having me on the show, David. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause like what you mentioned about self-love, you know, that come, also comes from a place of, you know, being grateful about, mm-hmm. cause you mentioned about being in this country as imperfect as it is, you know, there's so many issues that we have all the time. Um, you know, we, we both watch a lot of videos about other countries, you know, <laughs> yeah. about the struggles that other countries have. And it's like, yeah. we forget, we forget sight of like people generally want to come to this country yeah. because that's their safe haven, you know? And Sometimes it's just good to, you know, stop thinking, stop thinking in that sense, like, oh, like this country, there's so many problems, you know, like, obviously, there is a lot of problems, but it's also, it's good sometimes to just, you know, reflect on how good you have it just to, you know, be able to be here, be able to, you know, because I know a lot, a lot of listeners are probably, you know, college students, um, you know, just to be here in college is something truly special. Not everyone gets to have this opportunity, you know, like the opportunities that we have is already one in a million type opportunities to be here right now in this moment, you know, Mm -hmm. to be able to, you know, even to listen to this podcast, you know, that's actually special. There's no, there's not a lot of people that get to do that for me to be able to even make this podcast, you know, for me to be able to have you on all this stuff. Like there's so many things that had to go right for that to happen. So I think it's always good to just think about that and make sure that you understand just how special every single person is. And, you know, just to, I think like for me, every single time I think about that, you know, it's, it just makes me smile. It just makes me like <laughs> appreciate, you know, things. Cause I, I definitely have a lot of those thoughts every single day. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of pessimism does come into my life daily. And I just need to constantly remind myself that I need to be grateful for all the opportunities given to me, all the things, good things happening to me, all the bad things as well, you know, cause if life was all good, then you would never know that life was good because, mm-hmm. you know, there's no difference. And that's, you know, however bad things happen to you, you know, there's higher highs, lower lows, higher highs, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, a, that's just how life is going to be for every, like, you know, and not every, you need to stop comparing yourself to other people. Cause I know that also is a big problem for people. Mm-hmm. You know, people always like to compare themselves to other people's lives and know, but life is like, you know, you're on your own journey, mm-hmm. you know, like you're just, a, you're not, um, you're just a character in my story. You know, I'm the main character and right. I'm just a character in your story. Right. You know, you're the main character. So it's like, I just happen to be in your story right now, you know, like right. we're roommates right now, but you know, we're not going to be roommates next year because you know, you're going to work and stuff like that. So, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. So we just need to take this opportunity to enjoy our time together now and just, you know, appreciate that for what it is. And I think that's, that's about it. And so, like, thank you. This is another episode of Talking of You, and this is with Ir- Irvin Ventura. <laughs>